Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. News team, assemble! Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. My name is Troy, joined as always by Jay and we're here to run down the week's wrestling news. How's it going my man? Two weeks because we uh, didn't do a news podcast last week. Did we not? I thought we did. No, because we... Uh, oh of we course, used, the Warhorse yeah. interview. Warhorse interview yeah. for Jackson. That's... Well yeah, for those listening on Jack, yeah you got the Warhorse interview. Uh, so yeah, this this is a, a bumper, bumper episode, big old episode of news. news. Yeah, well, uh, we'll, we'll jump straight in because there's a lot to get through. So as always, we'll kick off with some WWE news. Per the Wrestling Observer Radio, Kushida leaving wasn't a secret within WWE, and the beatdown from Von Wagner represented his write-off. What's more, Dave Meltzer says the main roster people were never interested in him being brought up. Dave Meltzer suggested that Kushida will change his character on returning to New Japan, writing, he does want to be a different character going back and work with higher profile guys. I mean, they they, they really weren't doing anything with him. They, they partnered him up with Ikeman Hero, um, which I guess was sort of cool, but I preferred it when he was just going around breaking arms and, and just being a bit of a killer. It well, yeah, of, he felt like it turned to a bit of a joke at the end. I mean, first of all, imagine having nothing for Kushida. Mad, isn't it? Like, one of the best technical wrestlers on the planet. Yeah. But, oh, no, we're not that interested in him. I feel um, like I feel like when they, they, they got rid of the Cruiserweight title, the Cruiserweight division, I think that killed some momentum because I think had he gotten that and had a, he could have had a really good run with that and really elevated that division. I'm not saying he's, he's only limited to the Cruiserweight division, but in terms of kind of NXT 2.0, that I feel was the ceiling for him, but I think well, he could have done some really big things with that. The, the, I think the crux of it is 2.0 and black and gold, isn't it? Mm. Which is usually the way these things go. Um, yeah. Because I remember us talking about last year when he won the Cruiserweight title at Triple H, had big plans for it. And he wanted to make that like feel as big as the North American Championship. And because mm. it was going to be kind of like the, the like diamond jewel of that. Yeah, yeah. The ground rule of that division, and he was going to be the fo- the focal point, and have like this big reign, and then they just they had Roderick Strong beaten for it, and then two point out, they just did the whole unification, and yeah, and even like little things, like he he changed his character, didn't he? Where he had that MMA gimmick for a little bit, yeah. Where, yeah, he, where he was wearing, wrestling like, bare feet, yeah. barefoot, wasn't he? Yeah, he's barefoot. He had like the MMA biker shorts on, um, and I I thought that was quite cool. I I enjoyed that. Um, yeah. And then again, they kind of like actually you no, know, we're doing we're change the direction, go back to your old gimmick. Mm-hmm. I I mean credit to him, he's done everything that's of him. Whenever whenever he's been given the time, he's had a fucking like yeah amazing match. Like I remember that match he had with Champa, which was just like on TV and it, we were like watching a thing and it could have been like a takeover match easily yeah yeah, yeah I remember that yeah yeah well, it's a shame I mean, man but hopefully he's picking a good time to go back to New Japan though yeah 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 yeah. if, yeah. He, wants, if he wants to go back and make a fucking impact like Jesus Christ he's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I 
and there's going to be a lot of fucking eyes on New Japan Pro Wrestling in the next couple of months that he's Absolutely. picked Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. More on that later. Yeah, man. Um, so, uh, move, moving on, we will talk about a return that took place on Raw. A fight was left reported earlier on in the day that WWE were planning for her return, the return of Asuka. As soon as Monday Night Raw this week, and she did indeed return, um, and that Becky Lynch and Asuka is going to be like a feud going like forward. I feel like she never got the chance to like really have that feud with her, did she? They, no. They've only had like sort of like one off matches here and there. Um, obviously, Becky, when she um, announced she was pregnant, gave Asuka the belt. Hmm. Um, and then that was it and there's never been like any kind of like cross like crossing since because Asuka got yeah. injured yeah um there's plenty of backstory think... there hopefully they can pull on it i mean whether they will or not i don't know but there's there's some real good backstory to, to do you reckon feud out. do you reckon because becky's in a feud where it doesn't have a title involved that she's on a fucking high horse about um that's why she's on a high horse about aw's women's division all of a sudden <laughs> yeah <laughs> Fucking hell. Well, but... I, mean, I, was, I saw some of those comments. I, I saw there was some conversation about it on the Discord as well. She she was right. She was right about some of it, but I think yeah, yeah. I my my issue is that she comes from a bit of a place of privilege to say that because mm. it's always been the four horse women and everybody else. Yeah, yeah. And she's one of the four horse women, so she would be it's saying easy, that. Easy to say that when you're not struggling for TV time. And and also, did you? Did you see him? Um, not to get too like sidetracked by this, but did you see him um, Dustin Rhodes' comments on it? No. Which uh, pretty much summed up summed up like what I was thinking about it, where he's like, they're still building their women's division. Like they a lot of the women they're using on like household names. Mm. There's a few that are like Ruby Soho, um, Tony Storm. Yeah. But a lot of them are like they've they've still kind of like got to establish themselves as characters of before course. they can then. Yeah, yeah be like treated as a household name whereas yeah. because because of N- NXT like a lot of the women on WWE's main roster and this doesn't take anything away from them because they are all extremely talented but they've already had like kind of the sort the opportunity to grow their own character grow their own brand and then have it elevated on a larger stage mm-hmm. and the women's part of it largely they haven't had like not it's not like when the men get called up where they just completely repackage them yeah yeah for the for the most part for the women's roster they've stayed the same yeah give or take like one or two exceptions Mm. they they largely the same i think again not to get too sidetracked I i was thinking about when i saw that comment from becky lynch i think the difference is wwe's women's roster has more ready to go superstars they're more like tv ready superstars they could slot any one of those in and they're all they're all household names AEW doesn't have that but their emphasis is more on the growth of that homegrown talent so whilst they may not be renowned names they're ones that they're building up and so in three four years time i think their women's division is going to be solid i think the downside to AEW's women's division is there still isn't quite enough TV time for me for them oh, to yeah, shine. That's, However, that's also my stuff like yeah, <laughs> stuff like the the Owen the Owen Cup the Owen tournament hopefully gives that a little bit more spotlight. I know NXT are doing the similar thing; they're doing the first women's breakout tournament, which they announced the other day. Um, 
but yeah, I wouldn't say. I'd say the, w, the, the, the WWE women's roster is better in terms of there's more ready to go superstars, but I think the, the development and treatment of the AEW women's division is better. Yeah, I think as, as I say, it's, it's for me, it's it's hard to compare the two because AEW is so differently. Well, no, AEW feels more like a work in progress, whereas yeah, of course, yeah, WWE feels like it's. They've, they've had the opportunity to have Push. their work in progress stuff in NXT, whereas AWs, they have it on dark, they have mm. it on dark elevation. But like people like Sky Blue, who is not, I wouldn't say inexperienced, but she's still quite new to wrestling. Yeah. And she's like kind of gone from being treated as enhancement to being signed. And now they're like kind of like do. Do sort of the similar thing to what they did with like Wheelie Uzo, where he was just losing all the time, looking yeah, yeah. better each time. And then, yeah, I imagine eventually she's going to have some kind of emphasis on it. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's it, 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 other than the timing thing, I, I do think that Becky's kind of like saying that as very much from like a place of privilege. Of course, yeah. She wouldn't be saying that if she wasn't part of the four horsewomen, and she wouldn't be saying I mean, that if she was someone that had just been called up from NXT or, or whatever. Out, outside the four horsewomen, who's had like a lengthy run at top, other than Bianca Belair. Other who's than Bianca Belair, I was going to say, um, not re- like Rhea Ripley-ish. No, Rhea still didn't feel like interesting. Mm, that's what I mean. Like it felt like they did for a moment. It just didn't last the, long. The last, all. the last two, other than them, ask ask it was during the pandemic, mm-hmm. and that was because like Becky was off there uh, mm. having a baby, and Charlotte was off for a while, so it was just ba- it was just Bailey and Sasha, so they needed other stars. Mm-hmm. And the only other pit, the only other two, Ronda Rousey who again place of privilege because she's a fucking crossover star yeah and Alexa Bliss that, wow but we've that, got a little bit more on that in a bit but that was like 2018 yeah exactly exactly so again it's like it it's a hard it's it's an I mean it's an interesting debate to have I, mm, I, absolutely I want to annoyingly I want to see like I want them to do more with people like Liv Morgan's like Sonya Deville's like yeah. Yeah. Um, Rhea Ripley's but Willie who knows mm. We'll move on, but we'll stick with uh, the women's division in WWE. Uh, going back to the Wrestling Observer Radio, uh, Meltzer discussed plans for the Raw women's title scene, saying that Sonya Deville is being used by WWE. Um, sorry, Sonya Deville is being used because WWE doesn't want to return to Becky versus Bianca Belair so soon after WrestleMania 38. Uh, there's a little bit of that is related to Deville as well. He says he's also speculated Deville's challenge is happening on Raw so the newly heel Rhea Ripley can enter a programme with Bianca Belair sooner. I, I like mean, Sonya Deville. She's ace. I love Sonya Deville. I think she's fantastic. I think that obviously with with what happened to her, um, couldn't, like, you couldn't have predicted that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I feel like it's it's good to see her back. I'm glad she took the time she needed to get away. Absolutely. I feel if that hadn't have happened, she was like on the precipice of like a major, major push. Um, and it's, uh, I've, I don't want to say it's a shame it happened because it's it's fucking terrible it happened. Mm. That makes it sound like it's like kind of like downplaying it. But I get I get where you're going with it. it 
it, it's a it's a shame that we didn't get to see that. Um, I'm just Come glad she's in a position where she's like now happy to be back in the ring. Um, mm. As as far as I mean, Rhea and Bianca is a few that we haven't properly seen. We saw it in NXT, but it was yeah. largely overshadowed by the fact that Charlotte had challenged the winner yeah, of that match. It, so. Yeah. Charlotte didn't go there, as Bianca said. Um, and, but it did, it did like overshadow everything, which was shit. Yeah. Um, I, I'd really like to see like a Bianca, Rhea, like a long term storyline. Whether they'll do that, who knows? But I'd yeah. also like to see Bianca and Sonya go longer. Like, mm. yeah, so, absolutely. Sonya's so good, and it's weird that like they're having a kind of rely on all the kind of like outside interference. Like I saw on Raw that she had like Carmella and Queen Zelina mm, in a corner mm. like to help her out and she still lost. And it's like, yeah, yeah, just, just, just have Sonya like just go on a fucking tear. She's like, she's capable enough. She's like, like a legit MMA fighter. Yeah. She's a legit hard woman. Like just yeah. have a fucking go and like, same with Shayna. Yeah. Oh mate, don't, Shana, let's not just, get into that fuck. <laughs> Every, every chance I get, I'm going to say, just push Shayna Baylor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Bring bring back, if WWE buy Bloodsport, just put it, focus around Shayna. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And have the fucking breaking people's arms and choking them out. That's all I want. <laughs> That's all I ever want. Um, moving on a little bit more about the women's uh, division. Uh, the speculation based on Dave Meltzer's discussion on SmackDown women's scene on Wrestling Observer Radio that Ronda Rousey will win the title at WrestleMania Backlash because WWE wouldn't book an MMA legend to lose an I Quit match. Oh, God. Oh, Dave. Oh God. Have you been watching the product well? Because um, <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> um, because babyface Lacey Evans will give Charlotte Flair someone to feud with after losing the belt. Um, there's to be words I never thought I'd say in, uh, in 2022. Babyface Lacey Evans? Yeah. <laughs> I love the fact the whole babyface thing comes from the fact that she used to be a sniper in the army. That doesn't make you a babyface. Guns in America. Does. <laughs> um, you used to shoot people from distance. Yeah, I'm the good guy. <laughs> to be fair, like it, it, it kind of looks like they're giving, they're kind of giving us just Sonya Blade from Mortal Kombat. So yeah, down with exactly that. that. <laughs> um, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, again. The stranger things have happened. The, the, you wouldn't have like the attitude here pictured Mick Foley losing an I quit match, but they yeah. still found a way to fucking do it. Yeah, yeah. True, true. But um, who knows? It R- Ronda's probably gonna wear, gonna be moaning about it regardless, isn't she? <laughs> uh, we'll move on to the last little bit of women's division news of in WWE. Uh, we mentioned it earlier, Alexa Bliss. She's made it well known that she was willing and able to work WrestleMania this year. Uh, sources have told Fightful Select there were pictures to involve her in the Becky versus Bianca Belair match that were quickly shot down. The site also says that Bliss was very transparent about the frustration that nothing of substance had been booked for her after being out of action for half a year. She allegedly voiced those frustrations directly to Vince McMahon. Good. Good on it. Yeah. Fair play. Like... I'm not being funny. Like, Alexa Bliss is awesome. Yeah. She's so fucking good. Like, mm. a character work. For me, a character work is probably the best in WWE as far oh, as, like... Would be inclined to agree. Not just the women's division in general. Like, yeah. 
yeah. When when she did that, uh, when she won the elimination chamber that time, mm. she was like, she did the fucking the fake out double turn. That was yeah. amazing. Yeah. And she was like crying, and everyone was cheering, and she's like, "I hate you all." I was like, <laughs> "Bravo!" Um, yeah. And then she got bundled with the fiends gimmick, and you could tell she like she was giving it her all, but mm. you could tell she also was kind of like a bit a little bit done with this. Yeah. Um, and then when she came back. He literally did all those vignettes to try and like repackage it back to being the goddess, mm. only to say, "Oh no, you've got it. You've got Lily again." And then she just came out and sat on a swing and then fucked off. Like, mm. what? Well, again, it baffles me how WWE can have people this talented and just fucking waste them. Like, mm. just what? What are you doing here, guys? Well, said it before, it's like just hoarding talent just so no one else can have them because she'd absolutely flourish anywhere else. She's already said that she's not re-signing a new deal. Really? And I believe her contract is up next year. Okay. Let me double-check that. Um, But even still, like, just fucking... Like, if you've got someone on your books, why would you have them sit out the rest of the contract? Yeah. Instead of just you know. using them in an already thin women's division, well, not yeah. th- the thing is the women's division isn't thin. There's plenty of people there. There's just emphasis on on only a handful of people. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So a contract expires in 2024. Okay, so oh, she's got still a couple of years, she's still plenty of time left. But even mm. still, like if, like, just I don't, I honestly like. It's it's why I find it so hard to fucking watch WWE because they just they just have me scratching my head half the time. You know, you really got people like that just sat in catering and being like, "Come on, yeah, yeah." Speaking of which, I was going to say, um, yeah, move it on. Someone <laughs> else they've had sat home recently. Uh, Fightful said that they revealed there uh, that Ali was Mustafa Ali was tentatively scheduled to return to WWE on Raw this week, and he did. Um, and he's going to be entering a feud with Tommaso Ciampa, who, well, more on that later. Um, he, uh, according to Fightful Select, he was originally scheduled to lose to the Miz on his return, um, but that obviously they obviously changed that plan. Um, they've not frozen his deal like they usually do with these things, and there's no indicators um, that they will. But it is scheduled to come mid twenty twenty four. Whether he stays, I, I, I he's hope he's surely. He seemed to like have like a bigger vision. I hope he doesn't stay. I hope he just like he just works his dates than he needs to, and then fucks off. And then we get to see actual Mustafa Ali, where he's like, yeah, got the fucking like chains off because he's another one like like Malachi Black, who I think is so creative. Mm. And without that whole like creative process, which uh, we spoke about on our uh, interview that our time recording came up today, yeah. With, Axel Tisha, where it's like you've got to go to Vince and then you've got to go get okay by all the guys under Vince and all that. Mm-hmm. I he can do some fucking awesome stuff like yeah. without without that whole creative like process. And for a guy like who's as creative as him, that's gotta be frustrating. Yeah, absolutely. Just being shackled. Um, I remember there was though uh the was it like his new America kind of thing where he was coming out like almost like a president in the suit and stuff and addressing the people. That yeah. could have, that had legs. That would have been pretty cool. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, they've seemed to have just reverted them back to, like, his old, like, chase the light gimmick, haven't he? Mm-hmm. Which I'm, I'm okay Which with. Which is bad. No, I'm, I'm all right with that. I mean, as I say, he's, he's someone who's just phenomenal in the ring. Yeah. Really talented guy. Mm-hmm. Really creative guy. I, I think if he stays in WWE, I, my concern is, are they going to, like, creatively fulfill him or is he going to end up like is he going to end up signing a contract and then just regretting it immediately yeah um, but also the fact that they were already like talking about having him lose when he came back and it, it's mm. like the, the the pop he got was fucking huge yeah man like he, he's one of the he's one of the guys in WWE if he's on telly I'll fucking make sure to go check him out because yeah. he's one of my favourites and Fuck me, like that pop. I was like, Jesus, like <laughs> th- this shows that like you've got a fucking bona fide star in your hands here. Yeah. They almost pulled the trigger on him trigger on him a couple of years ago, didn't they? Like in the run-up to Kofi Mania. Was it it was meant yeah. to be him and not Kofi? It meant to be it was him. Only and then he, he got injured. And then he was meant to feud with Kofi and Vince thought there was no story there. I was like, Are you fucking messing? Okay, now. Um <laughs> he was meant to have a match with Kofi at Mania and I forgot fucking pulled, but that would have been banging. Mm. But yeah, as I say, hopefully, um, hope hopefully he gets sort of what he wants. But mm. I, I still selfishly kind of want him to, you know, go somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll jump on to the next bit. Uh, speaking of people that are creative and potentially stifled, uh, although he hasn't appeared on WWE television just yet. Fightful say that LA Knight has officially been called up and he is done in NXT. Uh, He has what they're calling the Knight Modeling Agency with Mace and now going by the name of Face, as well as uh, Face, formerly Mace. Uh, Mansoor is also in that faction stable group. Um, I just... I'm I'm intrigued by this. Uh, I want to be... He's a good wrestler, though. So, like, he's a great wrestler, and he's fucking awesome at promos. Do I want to see him being the head of a modeling agency faction? Probably not. If anyone's going to make it work, true, true, true. Probably going to be LA Knight. Yeah, he's... I mean, he's he's got everything that they would look for in a a main event. Of like great physique, more than capable in the ring, superb he... at promos. I was gonna say like his promos very reminiscent of like The Rock. Absolutely, and yeah. He got, he got like a similar sort of level of charisma. Not obviously, mm-hmm. not obviously nowhere near like as charismatic as The Rock, but he's not, off there not, though. Not far off in terms of people that are currently on that roster. He's he's up there. Mm. I, I think they're probably putting him as a manager though because he's like pushing forty, and that's that's their kind of like oh god, he's too old, even mm-hmm. though like. Even, they though maybe... Cody, on, even though Cody Rhodes coming in at 36 makes him one of the youngest guys like in the yeah. main event team. Yeah. Do they have him like MVP was for the Hurt Business where he's more the manager, more the talking head, but they also have him wrestle every now and again? That sort of thing. The difference with that though is that MVP was kind of winding his career down and he was, you mm. could see like, you could see he wasn't like as quick as he used to be, and he yeah, yeah. was a little bit, little bit slower. That's fine because like MVP is like in his mid to late forties, mm-hmm. but at the same time, LA Knight's like thirty. I think as I say, he's like 38, 39. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and he can still fucking go. Absolutely, yeah. So, yeah. I personally wouldn't put him as a manager. I think he's going to thrive in whatever they give him because mm-hmm. he's he's just charismatic Make enough. But I said, yeah. I said the same thing about East three and look how that's turned out. Oh, um, <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> controlling his fucking narrative outside the Taco Bells. Um, but, yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, as as I say, all all three of those guys are really talented, mm. really charismatic. I think if if anyone's going to get it over, it's those three. Yeah. Um. Who knows? Who knows? It's just WWE going back to 1995. Me and Aaron re- revisited 1995 on a watch along, and then we watched some of the weekend of mine. And oh boy, oh, no, oh, no, <laughs> don't want to go back there. <laughs> you never want to go back there. Um, moving on. Um, Jesus. Uh, WrestlingNews.co uh, claims that we should expect more turns for several stars in coming weeks because Vince McMahon feels that some of the talent is being miscast right now. You say that again. I mean... I love that. He feels that some of it's been miscast. Well, it's your fault, mate. <laughs> no one else in charge of that. So- like this is why, like a lot of the more creative types are kind of like feeling stifled because it's all down to what Vince thinks the character wants, not what they think it wants. Mm. I remember John Moxley was talking about it, where one of it was on that um, Jericho interview that he did, where yeah. one of the main things for him, where he was like, "I, I hate this," was that Vince was telling him like, um, about. Oh well, I don't think that your character wants that. Mm, mm. And he was like, "Yeah, I remember that." I'm more in tune with my character than you are because I'm playing <laughs> it. Um, and yeah, like it's it, it's one of those things, isn't it? Where Vince is probably going to change his mind on half this shit in about like a month, a month, <laughs> so six weeks, because. As I jokingly said, but now it seems a bit more abundantly clear, Vince might have dementia, um, which is why they have all the fucking replays on the show to remind them what's happening. Um, but yeah, I mean, oof, yeesh. Let, let's see what happens. I mean, I know the 10 champ ale, and that's, that's, a, that's always a good fucking thing because for me, champa thrives as a heel. Yeah, for sure. Don't need- don't need no fucking happy, clappy, baby face champer. No one wants that. <laughs> no, definitely not. Uh, moving on. PW Insider notes, uh, speaking of kind of creative decisions coming from the top, uh, PW Insider notes that WWE has sent out a survey asking about the company utilising a ranking system uh, akin to AEW's ranking system. Speaking of things that Vince will lose interest in for six weeks, uh, <laughs> they, they did this um, when they originally... Like redid the black the brand split, mm. um, in twenty sixteen I think it was, right, um, where Daniel Bryan said that they're gonna have a ranking system to sort of like determine who challenges for what belts, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, they did it for like literally two weeks and then lost interest in it. Yeah, I, I, I think like the thing is as well, it's. It's one of the things that kind of with AW, I didn't like it at first mm. because I thought it can hamstring the storylines, but they feel like they finally got into like a good rhythm with it. Yeah. They, they, like 
even even as a way to quickly build up like a storyline, like the fact that they got Punk out of the MJF one, and he has literally like his his whole thing to Hangman is all right. Well, I'm ranked fifth. It's first time in the rankings, mm. and now I'm just going to work my way up and beat fourth, third, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, like it, it, it just worked. Like they, it works for them. Yeah. It it can at times like hamper what they're doing because they've got to take the long way around to get the person ranked to where they need to be. Mm-hmm. But even then, like they they've got to a point now where it's like like you look at Jurassic Express challenging like the top any top five ranked team. Yeah, to a match, um, and then they'll challenge whoever's ranked one at the pay view. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, it's because like it it only works in AW because they've committed to that. Yeah, that model. If you're whereas... going to do something like that, you you've got to see it out. It's not just we'll trial it. Otherwise, how are you meant to invest? In yeah, it? A- AW seems to have it under control because they've the pl- this thing that WWE can't do plan things weeks in advance um they they plan in advance how they're gonna get that person up the rankings yeah and to where they need to be um as i say does does that work for wwe i don't think so i think they'll if they were to do it they'd lose interest in it within six weeks two months at most mm-hmm. could be wrong but that that's my you can That's only go by you can only go by track record, can't you? And that doesn't look favourable. Yeah, like as I say, they they don't they don't book things long enough in advance to be able to for a ranking system to mean anything to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no WWE, they probably like just switch the rankings up and be like, oh yeah, this guy's now number one. It's like like <laughs> it, it it's it's like oh yeah, we've we've uh, we've all of a sudden made a. LA Knight number one, he's not wrestling three months. Don't worry about it, it's fine. Um, <laughs> that, that, like, like as as I say, to, to compare it, like the way AEW have been doing it, like at least most of the time there's like a rhyme and a reason to it. Mm. Whereas WWE, it would just be like just throwing shit at a wall and hoping it sticks. Yeah, yeah. Uh anyway, moving on. Um <laughs> this this news broke on 420 as well, which is fitting. Uh, WWE talent told Fightful that they've been not they've not been suspended for marijuana use in years. A progressive change from the policy that existed previously. In the past, WWE wouldn't suspend for marijuana use, but a huge fine would be levied against talent for testing positive. At least one wrestler that they spoke to said that they still get tested for everything, but they just don't get fined for weed anymore. Marijuana aspect of WWE's wellness policy was rumored to have been quietly removed. It's still listed on the WWE corporate site, though. Um, oh. uh, further to this, I only like I only put this paragraph in because it was a big fucker of an article, <laughs> but it's something that like Bret Hart was talking about and it would talk about in his book saying like, oh yeah, like when that first come in, which was around the steroid trial, mm-hmm. uh, just to show how long this has been in place. He he said like the day before they all kind of um so the day before that this come in. Rick Flair was champion at the time, and because he's Rick Flair, he had the suite. Right. And all the other wrestlers, um, all the other wrestlers were just like wherever Vince apparently got everybody into Flair's suite, which Flair didn't want. <laughs> Flair was doing his own party, um, <laughs> which, um, yeah, 
So Vince got everyone in there and they all smoked all the weed they had. <laughs> Bret, Bret Hart tells this story in his book and he's like, like literally flares seething. There's about like 40 guys in this fucking suite that WWE have gotten. Like the, the presidential Just suite. Hot boxing the shit out of including it. Including Vince hot boxing his fucking suite. <laughs> yeah, Lovely stuff. Re- really good reading Brett's book though. Um, <laughs> Nice. But, um, yeah, another thing that's quite progressive of WWE is they've already started merchandising 420 by having an RK Bro 420 shirt come out. Fucking it hell. Is, you know, the most cringy ass thing they fucking could have done out of that situation. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, moving on, according to the New York Post, SmackDown commentator uh, Pat McAfee is in talks with Amazon for a role in their coverage of Thursday Night Football. There are also discussions about airing the Pat McAfee show on Prime Video. Good. I mean, yeah, he, he airs it all fucking live on his YouTube. I don't know why he's... Mm. I mean, Prime Prime must be offering him a shit ton of money if he's going to... Oh, yeah. If he's gonna take it off his YouTube channel where he already he's already fucking heavily monetized. Yeah, 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 yeah. Suppose yeah. suppose they won't be on there. I mean, they they don't pay the fucking works break, so they've got that extra money there that they can <laughs> deal with. Yeah. Um that's pretty cool yeah. though. I like Pat McAvee. Um I've Pat Field, bits and pieces Pat of feels, Pat feels really like he's gonna be like a crossover star, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely. I mean he already kind of is. But more sense, of like, one but... like yeah, going forward. Like, he feels like he could be kind of, like, up there with, like, a Dwayne or a Cena. You reckon? Not on the acting side of it, but, you know, just, like, doing Mainstream the Mainstream appeal. Yeah, just, mm. like, doing all the, like, the other fucking, like, presenting shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I get the impression he's probably... Because that's what, that's what Cena and... Not so much The Rock, but that's what Cena was doing, wasn't it, before he, like... True, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back then, he was doing more presenting and stuff like that. Yeah, he was but, in a lot of the, the Kids' Choice Awards and stuff like that and various other bits and pieces. Did uh, the American version of It's a Knockout, didn't he? Did he? Yeah, which is nice. on... Funnily enough, which is on uh, TNT, so feasibly okay. Cena could show up in AEW to promote that. <laughs> um, I, yeah, and obviously, like, the other person who tries to do that is Cody with the, the Go Big Show. Go Big Show, yeah, yeah. And I think he's does some other shit. But, you know, C- Cody just doesn't have that. Hasn't appeal. Cody got his own reality show? He did well, that. Like, but that was, not anymore. that was through AEW. Ah, right, right. So, okay. Fair enough. Well, it wasn't through AEW, but it was, you know, it was through TNT and it was partly through AEW. And I see. Obviously, you had like kind of like a couple of people who were like sort of like extra characters on there were guys like Ricky mm-hmm. Starks, uh, Preston Vance. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they're going to be showing up in WWE <laughs> backstage just to do a bit with Cord- Cordy anytime soon. Nah, Ricky Starks has already been backstage at WWE. Didn't work out don't well for him. It. Don't worry about <laughs> it. He, he has twice actually. No, I mean one yeah. was a Roy back, wasn't it? Yeah, and then one was um he was in a um. He was in ring as a police officer. He was handcuffing Roman Reigns. Yeah, nice. And Roman like lab- lammed him in the face. <laughs> oh, apologize for having to hit him as hard as he did. <laughs> <laughs> don't hit that pretty face. <laughs> oh, he's too beautiful, Ricky Starks. <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, moving on. Uh, WWE have filed a, for a trademark on the ring name Tiger Chiron. Um, it's for retaining a mere Jordan. He attacked Kenny Williams. Kenny Cockroach. Kenny Cockroach. On NXT UK. Uh, I nice. don't know if this is spoilers or not because I haven't been watching NXT UK mm. since we kind of like wound it down. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll revisit it, but yeah. Lot at some point, yeah, it's just... WWE is making it hard for me to enjoy anything they do at the moment. Uh, <laughs> if I'm being honest, that's right. We're getting we're getting Dragon off and uh, Devlin too soon. Yeah, a loser leaves NXT, mm. or Devlin loses, he leaves rather. Because yeah. you know Devlin's going to be um, going to be fucking rebranded Tommy Soda Bread and sent up to fucking NXT. Stop it! He's going to come out with gonna come out with the fucking Finley gimmick. Oh. Uh, <laughs> For shillelagh, <laughs> like a fucking, just like an Irish pop, uh, Funko pop. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> um, yeah, I thought Amir Jordan had, had gone entirely. I know he was. They wrote him off with his shoulder injury, but then he hasn't been on TV for well over a year. I thought he was done. He's like wrestling on the mask now, isn't he? Is he? Yeah, yeah. Like he's he come back in a mask. I think. I think it is leading to. Amir Jordan revealing himself as Amir Jordan, right? But not as Amir Jordan as Tiger Chiron now, because I see that's pretty cool. He's good, he like Amir Jordan. Jacked. Say again, Jack. He looked jacked. Yeah, he looked big man. Woo, awesome. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed his whole feud with uh, with Kenny Williams, the, the tag team, and then the, the whole turn and everything. Yeah, it was really good. He's really such a good that. baby face. Yeah, he's awesome. Like, he's so fucking good. He's so yeah. believable. He's. Yeah. As I say, like when Kenny turned on him, it was like he was fucking booting a puppy. It was like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, um, we'll move on. Um, speaking to people that were or are injured, uh, photos have emerged showing Io Shirai wearing a walking boot and using crutches, which is leading to speculation that she was injured during her match at NXT Stand and Deliver. I obviously watched Stand and Deliver. Yeah, Grayson Waller took a, a nasty bump off a, a ladder. But he seems to be okay now. Um, I don't recall anything happening in that match, the ESRI match, that would have led to an injury. But I need to go back and rewatch it. But um, yeah, that's a shame because she's fucking awesome. Um, the yeah. women's division is better with her there. She's um, someone else. Who, everyone around her. She's someone else who I worry for though, with being in like NXT two point because she feels very much of a a product of the older NXT. Absolutely, yeah. And I think, would they call her up? They just, I think so. If they call her up, would they, just, would they not just pair her with Asker? Do Kabuki, Kabuki Warriors too? Yeah, no one wants that. Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. Yeah. Get well soon anyway. Yeah, sure. I. I get well soon, soon indeed. I did see, did see the pictures though. She was a, uh, she went to Universal Studios with um, Nakamura, Emi Sakura, um, someone else who's from AW as well, or been in AW. Hmm. Uh, Sumi Sakai, who's a former ROH oh, Women's yeah. Champion. And, um, oh, shit, who was the one? I can't remember who it was. Either way, it was like just a big bunch of like Japanese like talents who were like just going on a nice little day out to fucking Universal Studios. Like, oh, that's nice. nice. Love to see it. Um, moving on, uh, as we mentioned before, WWE is dropping Tommaso Ciampa's first name. 
This was according to Kevin Raphael of the Time Variance Authority, Sports Quebec. Um, <laughs> Time Variance Authority. <laughs> um, he'll go by Champa now, and his name his... has been changed on Is that, board. Is that his first name pruned? <laughs> yeah, pruned his first name. Vince loves that, doesn't he? Loves pruning for, things. for anyone Speaking that doesn't of... get that, that's a Loki reference. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that had been said a while, like a while ago. There were rumours that was going to happen. It's one of them, like the worst things he could have fucking called them. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm like, all right of him just being Champa, and it's not like they've changed it completely and called him Butch. <clears throat> I don't know. Oh god, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, um, I'm fine with just Champa. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems to me that they're just kind of going, reverting him back to like when he was walking around with Goldie. Mm. Um, but yeah, who knows what they do with that? If you if he wins the US title and just walks around with it like it's Goldie, yeah. I wanted to come out. I wanted to to be a dastardly heel, come out to no music again, just to a chorus of booze. That was good. I mean, it'll be better than his new music. Ah, his new music's not that bad. It's not no one will survive, though. To be fair, I didn't really like no one will survive. I, I, like thought, I thought it, I thought it sounded like a naff Marilyn Manson track, and I'm not really a fan of Marilyn Manson. It it it, it gave me big Taz vibes though, because it had like the heart heart rate monitor at the start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, got it. Yeah. Uh, we'll move on anyway. Uh, Russell Voice have tweeted, "Quote: Now that his push is in full effect, sources state that he anticipates bigger and bigger things for Austin Theory." A person with direct knowledge states that Vince, quote, sees a young John Cena in Austin Theory and will give the kid everything he needs to be successful. Uh, this is leading to speculation that Theory could be facing John Cena in the future. They're going to do that at SummerSlam, aren't they? It's going to be like a star-making moment for him. Or Mania. Well, I was going to say Mania, but it feels like his push is very much like they, they I say, strapped the rocket to him. But as I, I say, I, it's, in, it's I, in full effect. I think if they're going to capitalise on it, they, they'd need to do it at SummerSlam. I don't know. I feel like if the if they build him up for like the next twelve months to feasibly beat John Cena, mm. it's in Hollywood. So John Cena is going to be in Hollywood. True. Act or no. My my thinking is, given his position in the Rumble this year, maybe he wins the Rumble next year. Because wasn't he in the final four this year for the Rumble? He was, but I mean, so was Shane McMahon. So it's don't worry about it. Don't, don't worry about. Wasn't it. Bad Bunny as well? Aye, he was. Not, not that there's anything bad against Bad Bunny because he's fucking banging. Yeah, he is. One, one thing we forgot to actually include in the news. Oh WWE, yeah. Bad Bunny's going to be in the Marvel Spider Verse gimmick thing. Yeah, boy. Whatever that fucking is. The, the <laughs> so, uh, is he in the MCU or is he in the Sony one? Mm. It's Spider-Man character, so it's, it's probably the Sony one. I think it? it's the Sony one. Never mind. Let's not talk about it. Then it'll probably shit. Um, <laughs> nah, I'd be all right. Do you, you see Morbius, pal? No, I haven't yet. No, no, no one else has either. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yikes. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I think build them up, have them lose the US title in the build up to WrestleMania, mm-hmm. maybe. But then they seem to like hot shot on that at the moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if they if they got the US title off him before Mania, then he can kind of go, I need I need the WrestleMania moment. I'm, I'm calling out John Cena. Mm. 
which I mean, seems had, to... there was a bit of an interaction on Twitter earlier this week, wasn't there, between them? Yeah, but that was him like going, I am more talented than John Cena. And John Cena just kind of responded like as if to say, if I say this to you, are you gonna leave me alone? <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I mean it obviously it depends on what John Cena's doing. He's a very busy man. He's got he's got season two of Peacemaker coming, hasn't he? Um Aye. Which, if anyone hasn't seen Peacemaker, go watch Peacemaker. It's fucking great. I need to watch Peacemaker. It's legit one of my favourite superhero shows ever. <laughs> it's just fucking hilarious. Um, but, yeah, I mean, either way, that's that's one way you can look at Kevin Owens. He, he was instantly, instantly recognised as being a big deal mm-hmm. when he beat John Cena on his first night on the main roster. Yeah, yeah. So, uh well, not his first night, but it was his first like pay per view match on the main roster, I should say. Hmm. Um, no, it wasn't even a pay per view, was it? It was, was it Cena's open challenge. I thought it was on Raw. No, he came out and then he said, I'm not going to wrestle you on Raw, I'm going to wrestle you on a pay per view. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. he defended the NXT title against, I think it was Zack Ryder. Yeah. Deathmatch legend, Matt Cardona. Um, cool. Hi. And then uh, he wrestled Cena on the pay per view. Which is right. still one of my favourite like John Cena matches ever. Yeah, man. It's just so fucking good. Oh, sure. show. Uh, moving on. Um, who's this guy? <laughs> Gun. Gun. Oh, Ring Ring Gun to General. Uh, yeah. Ring Gun to General has opened up about WWE splitting up Imperium, admitting that the change resulted in a rough few days. Um, the artist formerly known as Walter officially joined the main roster on April the 8th edition of SmackDown, along with Ludwig Kaiser, formerly known as Mar- oh, Marcel Barthel, um, in line with previously reported plans, a duo left the third member of their trio, Fabian Eichner, in NXT. Speaking to friend of the podcast, Tom Campbell of Cultaholic, um, Gunther argued that he and Kaiser have got to remain positive and focus on the new challenges. Discussing the split, fucking hell, trail long is this? Not that long. Discussing the split, Gunther said, Obviously, for Eichner and Ludwig, it was a little bit of a rough few days because they worked so hard together for so many years and stuff like that. And now everybody has to go their own way a little bit. But you've got to look forward and stay positive about things. It's a new challenge for Ludwig and me and also for Fabian. It's going to be a new challenge for whatever he's going to do going forward. Um, Yeah, I mean, I personally really look forward to seeing when Fabian Eichner just shows up in like Warrior Wrestling or MLW or wherever he goes when he's released in a couple of months. Um, real talk though, he's fucking insanely talented. Yeah, he's ridiculous. I remember, good. I remember when we watched them. Um, it was them versus MSK, wasn't it? Yeah. On a, was it Halloween Havoc? I think so. Yeah. With the belts. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. was raving about Eichner. It was like, so when he when he kicked them out, I was like, what are we doing here? Mm. Probably Vince. Yeah, it's, it's mad. I I don't understand the logic behind that. Like, firstly. Just keep them as fucking Imperium, all three of them. They were great as a trio, great stable. Um, I worry now what they're going to do with him because, as you say, he's insanely talented and I feel like he's just going to get left by the wayside. He's going to be eating pasta with Tony D'Angelo in no time. Oh, fuck off. (laughs) Johnny Ace is going to go, oh, you're Italian, I've got just a gimmick for you. Oh no! Gonna grow a fucking Luigi mustache. 
Luciano Bolognese or something. I don't know. Something awful like that. <laughs> Tommaso Tagliatelli. Nah, t- <laughs> too, too many fucking syllables for that. Vince will have a fucking nosebleed. Um, yeah, e- either way, Fabian Eichner is very talented. Whatever yeah, happens. Yeah. Uh, if he goes, he's going to be just fine. He'll tear up the fucking indie scene. And yeah. everyone will be like, like most of the people who've been extremely talented and released, everyone will be like, what the fuck were they thinking? <laughs> yeah. So have them come and show up at a progress show. Give me that. Oh, yeah. yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's get Eichner versus Warren Banks. Who give me what I fucking want. Oh, yes, please. Because yeah, Warren man. Banks can do like sort of like, not flippy shit, but you know, he's quite, he's quite quick, isn't he? Yeah, for a big lad. For a big guy, he's quite quick. Yeah. Uh, that is all of our WWE news. Yeah. AEW, Ring of Honor news, next up. Uh, the expectation is that most of the matches on the recently announced AEW New Japan Forbidden Door Super Duper Combo Show will be AEW versus New Japan, but Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that the card isn't locked in stone and could feature intra-company matches. So you might get some stuff from Noah, I mean, maybe? No, I reckon it means more like that, like guys from New Japan team with guys from AEW. Oh, I see. Oh, okay, okay. That's cool. I mean, we basically already know the main event. Yeah. It's going to be Punk Okada. Yes, because man. they've been teasing that since Wrestle Kingdom. They have. They have. Akada oh. said, um, said, I want to wrestle CM Punk. CM Punk re- replied with the address of the United Center in Chicago, which is where the it's event's been where held. it is. <laughs> uh, that, like, me and Ben were talking about it on the AW podcast. CM Punk right now is justifying why he calls himself best in the world. Mm. I can't remember anyone having a run like this ever. Like, Especially when you think of someone who fucking had seven years off, came yeah. back and was just as fucking good. Just as hot, yeah. yeah. Who's that? Who does that? Like, Jesus wept. And, like, even, like, I'm matches with guys like Dustin Rhodes, which was a match I didn't know I wanted to see, and then he fucking just did it. And was like, oh, yeah, just smashing it. Just yeah, killing it. Well yeah. done, Phil. Um, yeah, that match is going to be fucking silly, silly good. Uh, it will. It we'll will. get through all the news about it, and we'll... Discuss. I was say, there's, a, there's a few more bits in there. Yeah, we'll we'll discuss what we think's uh, going to actually happen um, at that show. Uh, so just to add on to this, because the AW New Japan Forbidden Door pay per view is scheduled for June in Chicago, uh, Mr. Davy Meltzer got some inside scoops from his mate Tony Elite, um, speculating that it might make the most sense for AW to forego their tradition of scheduling all out in Chicago instead book the stadium show in Toronto Um, stadium show yes please that would make sense however um, I mean literally they did the exact same thing with the uh, the punk debut and then Mm. three weeks later did uh, all out Chicago's like AW's arguably AW's hottest market yeah yeah so while I while I agree, like I'd love to see them do somewhere else for all of us, and I'd, lo- I'd love them to just generally travel a pay per views in general because, like, double or nothing, they largely do in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it makes sense. It's themed, isn't it? Double or nothing, the whole casino thing. It's like money in the bank. Yeah, WWE's yeah. always well, more often than not, in Vegas. Yeah, but they could do it like they could do that anyway. 
yeah. It's only it's only a fucking name at the end of the day. No, no, of course I, I get that. Um, yeah. While I while I do want to see them travel the show, the pay per views around more. It honestly wouldn't surprise me if they uh, did just still do it in Chicago. Mm. It is their hottest market. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, either way, interesting to see what they do. Yeah, man. Uh, there's one last little bit um, to do with the the Forbidden Door pay per view. So uh, this is doing one actually. I added something on the end. I see. Uh, when asked by Sports Illustrated about women's matches at Forbidden Door, New Japan President Takami Obhari. Uh, seemed to indicate that June the 26th, uh, the show on the June 26th would only feature AEW New Japan talent, but added the key phrase here is never say never. Really nothing is off the table and who knows what the future may hold for AEW and stardom. Uh, Abari also said that if the event is a success, then they'll probably hold the next one in Japan. Nice. I mean, it's going to be a success. Oh yeah, this is going to be like fucking huge. Like this is... For me, this feels like probably the biggest like show that outside of a WWE show in fucking years. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and I mean, AW, all AW pay per views because they, they space them out feel big. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm always excited. Pay per view day of AW feels like fucking like it used to for like WrestleMania day for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but this feels different because obviously there's like they've just. For, for lack of a better term, they just opened the forbidden door and now there's a shit ton of dream matches just on the table. Yeah. Um Mox yeah, and Tanahashi, yes, please and thank you. Well, that that's happened soon. That's happened before that. Oh, but just just give it me again then, please. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that, that's happened in like two weeks before on the okay. New Japan show, which means Mox is facing somebody else. Ooh. Um but yeah, um it's it's difficult the stardom thing because even though they're owned by the same like parent company, mm. it's still run by two separate people. So yeah, I I imagine that like a bar is gonna have um meetings with the guy from Stardom to go like, can we use your talent? Because they've done that for Wrestle Kingdom, haven't they? Where they I was gonna say that stardom. stardom talent there, and they were fucking awesome, and it really. Stardom. Crazy. Put a lot of people's eyes on stardom, and I think made people realize just how good some of the women's talent there is. Because I, I was massively surprised. I knew it was yeah. good. I'd always heard people speak highly of it, but to, to watch um, that in person. Yeah, I mean, like a lot of the uh, a lot of this kind of women's talent who made the name outside of WWE and AW before then getting signed, like Tony Storm's a prime example. Mm-hmm. Um Pipe and Niven do dropped yep. it. Yeah. E Priest, the uh, what's the face? Uh, fucking Blair Dambochi did it. Mm-hmm. Um, amongst others, uh, they they had runs in stardom and all immensely successful there before coming over and then killing it in the States. Yeah. Uh, so before we move on to the rest of the AW news, should we speculate on a couple of matches that we might get there? We can speculate on ones we could get and ones that we want to get because I de- well, I definitely want Powerhouse Hobbs and Jeff Cobb and Keith Lee. A big old and, toss fight. And maybe Wardlow. I don't know. Fuck it. I, I'd, have, <laughs> I'd have Powerhouse Hobbs. Um, so there's there's been a little bit of a tease happening in the last couple of days which has piqued my interest. Um, so Naito said 
that everybody in AEW is going to want to wrestle him and be excited about it and like arguing over who's going to face Naito. Mm. Your boy Ricky Starks then came out. Everyone in New Japan's excited about the prospect of wrestling Ricky Starks. Yes, and please. Argue about that, which makes me think that the T's and Starks versus Naito, which fucking hell, that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, or, man. <laughs> the other thing they could do there is Lij versus Team Taz. Mm, that's a shout. So I've like, I don't know, like Naito. Um, I would say Shingo, but I think Shingo's going to be preoccupied with someone else, which I'll get to in a second. <laughs> um, but yeah, Naito, uh, Takahashi, and Bushi versus Starks, Hobbs, and Hook. Mm-hmm. That could cool. be a cool thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about Kenta? Because everyone expected Kenta and Punk, didn't they? But it sounds like it's more like likely to be Punk and Okada. It's going to be Punk Okada on the first one, I think. Uh, what does Kenta do? Does Kenta get a spot there? I think they could just rewind back Kenta versus Danielson and just give us that again. Oh. Give me what I want. Kick fest. But then I also think Blackpool Combat Club could have like a match with like Suzuki Goon. Yeah, man. Good shot. But again, also, I'd, I'd quite just like to see like Daniel, Danielson versus um, Zack Sabre Jr. Mm. Oh, 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 Zack Sabre Jr. against fucking Willie Utah. Or Zack Sabre Jr. against Gresham. Oh, that. <laughs> you forget fucking Ring of Honor talent as well, man. So yeah. Um, Samoa Joe uh, and Shingo. That'd be nice. I, I think we're getting Hangman versus Shingo. That's a shout. Which will also be very nice. Yeah. That'll, the thing is, though, Shingo's like really good against like quick guys. So, like, mm. you, you could do like Shingo versus like Ray Phoenix or something, and everyone lose the foot. It just I mean, break everyone's minds. <laughs> you say against quick guys, Shingo's no slouch either. No, that's what I mean. Like, because he, yeah. he can keep up with quick guys mm, like Osprey mm. and Shingo, yeah, yeah, like yeah, ridiculous yeah. chemistry. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, who else? Who else is there? Like, on I'd like to see God, Gorillas of Destiny, uh, and the Bucks. That'd be good. Nah, I'm I'm more inclined to say God versus Lucha Bros. Oh shit! Yeah, that would probably be more. Oh. more oh. like Although they've been teasing G- the thing is they've been teasing GOD versus the book for years. Yeah. But I think we have already had it. So mm-hmm. it's a little less of it. I like, guess the I, point of this is to give everyone something new that they haven't seen. I, I think largely we're gonna get matches we've not seen before. I think there'll yeah. be a few matches where it's like, okay, yeah, like we've we've had this, but let's just do we'll it again. Revisit it. Let's rewind, yeah. Um I'd I'd like to see Kenta versus Joe. Oh yeah, man. That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ishii versus Miro. Why hasn't it happened yet? Christ alive. You've got a perfectly fine forbidden fucking door there. Um, <laughs> Just let those two kick it off its hinges. <laughs> I, I have the, f- I have a feeling that we might get the undisputed elite versus Bullet Club. Yeah. Because they've been teasing Cole and Jay White for a while, but then mm. the easiest way to get like the books and Red Dragon on that cards without like kind of stretching like how long like because this is the thing they've got to they've got to kind of get it down to like a four or five hour card that's fucking tough for the amount of people that are on that exactly um get a two hour buy-in just stuck a load of stuff on that as well i mean they probably will do that as well yeah um i've got no issue with this being a six hour show 
I know no. I complain about like, well, we do complain about Mania being like a six hour show, but it's like, well, you don't need to watch everything on that. Whereas this, everything Mania. on this is going to be must see. Mania's like six hours where four and a half of them are fucking recaps made. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the difference. Uh, I mean, what else have we got there? Like the Jay White, like Jay White versus Adam Cole is the one that makes sense. But then at the same time, as mm-hmm. I say, could do undisputed elite best bullet club. Um Murder F- Grandad. FTR against anyone there. Who's FTR versus GLD would be good. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. who's tag champs at the moment? Is it still Gozo and Yoshihashi? Pass. I'm not sure. Um see New Japan's tag scenes fucking this at the moment. Um yeah. Like even even God feel a bit like not stale, but like a bit like they're just kind of like me, like meandering around there at the moment. Mm-hmm. You don't feel like God of old. Um, yeah, we've got Face Tamatonga as well. I don't like Face Tamatonga. Yeah, they. I mean, they could do Dangerous Tackers versus FTR. That'd be fun. Yeah, of course. Fuck it. But- Fucking Will Ospreay as well, like against anyone on there. Oh, who's Osprey facing? Because I mean, Mox has already sent him to the Shadow Realm. <laughs> um, Mo- Mox is the most intriguing for me because there's not many matches for Mox left. Like as against far as New Japan talent, not not necessarily against New Japan talent, but against the big guys in New Japan. Right, like he's wrestled Osprey. Mm. He's wrestled. He's wrestling Tanahashi. Hmm. He's wrestled um, the only two really at night. I want a card. Hmm. And Abushi. That, that they seem preoccupied already. Ah, oh, Abushi. That's a show. That'd be Ooh, nice. Mox, Abushi, be Mox nice. and Abushi. Mox, stiff, stiff, stiff. <laughs> um, I I mean, as I say, I really want them to rewind back Daniels and Ken to just see who can kick the other hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> who, who can kick the hardest? Last time Kenta wrestled that Brian Danielson, he fucking deafened them permanently in one year. Kicked like, him kicked too hard. That hard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which we'll be doing a watch along of at some point. Fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm, it's just exciting, isn't it? Like there's yeah. the, I mean, as long as they keep fucking evil as far away as that from that card as possible. Have <laughs> <laughs> evil and Sammy Guevara just fuck off somewhere and just fuck, like Tell them the wrong address and they'll just turn up and oh <laughs> can we just do a match here then? <laughs> um we we could do a whole episode on predicting or, or speculating I, I think, about dream matches. I think we probably will. I think we will. I think we should podcast for that. Yeah. Um at some point. Yeah. Um or at least pitch your dream cards for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the the two that I really want to see is Punk and Akada, which sounds like it's happening. Mm-hmm. And um Hangman vs Shingo, I think we'll fucking tear like that. Yeah. That's got match of the year written all over it, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, also Danielson versus uh, Saber Junior, please. Mm-hmm. Shall we move right. on? Yeah. So speaking of hangers, uh, it looks like he's tested positive for COVID this week and missed Dynamite, but he is scheduled to be back in time for uh, his match with CM Punk at Double or Nothing. He tweeted out saying can't be there because he's got COVID snot all over his nose so that means either 
he's got it or, or his partner's got it. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, get well soon. Speedy recovery. Get well soon, Hangman. At least, at least he's not missing double or nothing. That'll be a fucking disaster. Yeah. Uh, AEW Games recently announced that they will be showing off a look at the upcoming console game next Wednesday, May the 4th, on their Twitch channel. Uh, isn't that, didn't they say that's coming out this year? Is it September this year? Uh, they've not announced the date yet, but Fightful did say that they're aiming for September, yes, or like awesome. late, late this year. Uh, Kenny, um, Kenny Omega did an interview about it earlier in the week because obviously he's like quite hands-on with what, mm-hmm. like the, the process yeah. um, and he said that while he really wants it to be out this year he's not going to commit to a date until he knows for sure because he wants to make sure it's like lives up to the hype course, which is yeah. good like yeah, it's yeah, refreshing yeah. to kind of see that um, <clears throat> apparently they're about to announce a publisher for it as well which is right. what this is going to be okay. um, which again is very intriguing um, yeah. I it sounds like they're gonna be shown quite a lot. Kenny like made it sound like because he he said next time you see something it's gonna be like a lot. Um, nice. the fact that they're doing like a whole Twitch stream dedicated to it makes me think mm. that we're gonna be getting like maybe Pretty big reveal form. game modes maybe roster list. Tony Tony announced the title of it the other day at the tapings. Yeah, uh, they were record- Yeah, they were recording crowd chants for it. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Interestingly, some of the crowd chants kind of like alluded to who's going to be in the game. Uh, they had an FTR chance, and this is the one that really piqued my interest because there was people who were saying it was a cutoff for like the ro- the roster, mm. which makes me think that they've already planned the DLC out, right? Because they had people chanting Jeff Hardy. Ah, oh, nice. Um, so I think it, it also it from what I've heard it sounds. I can't remember where I read this now. Um, it might have been this. It might have been the Kenny interview. It sounds like they're gonna not be doing like annual releases. Like it's gonna be almost like a every few not years. like a live game, but kind of like a live service game where oh, is it? Gonna, they just keep adding updates to it. They're gonna be updating the roster and then working on a sequel for an undetermined amount of time, as it's opposed clever. to that. Um, Makes sense. And unlike the, like two K or like FIFA, for example, where it's just exactly the same engine with new skins every year. I yeah, I, I'd much prefer and it's something that's been pitched for WWE's games as well, hasn't it? Where yeah. because the roster changes that often, they can just kind of like add extras. Like if you've add, got a solid it. enough engine, a solid enough game, makes sense mm-hmm. to stick with that and just keep doing DLC like additional content than going through the whole rigmarole of of redoing a whole game once a year for Embroke, yeah. which touch wood. Still doesn't seem broken. Still I seems mean, pretty solid. If they're using the No Mercy engine, but modernised. Mm-hmm. So essentially WWE 13, which was fucking banging. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm fucking more than happy with that. <laughs> um, yeah, and even like stuff like, we've talked about this, yeah, you me the, like the, the character models looked like very kind of like, like they, they, they took on board the uh, the criticism of like how sort of like cartoony it looked mm. when they like released the Jungle Boy and Darby Allen footage. It looked a lot more like Refined, realistic. Realistic, yeah. I I don't I don't necessarily mind the kind of cartoony thing of it. I thought it, it reminded me a bit of like Street Fighter Four or All Stars. All Stars, yeah. And there was nothing wrong with that. Yeah, 
and I, I get why people want it to like be more like a photorealistic thing but hmm. even if it's just like a even if it's just like fucking different skins that'd be cool yeah um but yeah i'm, I'm i can't wait i'm really really excited for this game hmm. um, I, I just look forward to fucking kneeing people in the face as kenny omega <laughs> actual playing as kenny omega not playing as a fucking creative wrestler that someone's made the Looks kind of, sort of like Kenny Omega, but not quite there. Um, looks like Ken Omega. Um, moving on, anyway. Um, top flight Darius Martin recently suffered suffered a, uh, suffered a leg injury, or did he? Um, and is again out of action. Uh, pair fight for select. It, this is a weird one because he's expected to miss a lengthy period of time. Darius then went on Twitter. It's weird that people are talking about my health. I'd missed the tapings for another reason. Um, oh. But it's good. But then on Dynamite this week, Excalibur addressed it and said that Darius was, in fact, injured. Strange. But then Darius wrestled on Dark, which was taped last week, which was when he was, this report come out. Yeah, yeah. Ah, very um, conflicting. <laughs> I, I, I assume it's not a serious injury if that's the case. Mm. Either way, it's it I hope I hope it's not because fuck me, he's just come back. I know, literally like a couple of months phenomenal ago. Phenomenal when he's been back. Yeah. Uh, like we, we were talking about how oh, Dante's like had this like this like breakout year while Darius has been on the shelf. Mm. And it's like like me and Ben were like worried that Darius is gonna come back and kind of be like in Dante's shadow, and then Darius Not came back and was like, "Oh no, Darius is still fucking amazing." But like was that's that in fine. that top like tag team battle royale thing they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was it. That match they had with the Young Bucks the other week though on Rampage was mm-hmm. fucking tremendous. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I'm assuming, I well, know it wouldn't be the match because the they had too much where they tagged with their, the Hardys on Dark. Um, but yeah, uh, hopefully. Fingers crossed, touch woods, everything else. It's yeah. not a long term thing. It's just like a month or two that he's out and he's yeah. back soon because yeah. he's top light is so good. Absolutely. Uh, Daniel Garcia was originally talked about as a potential member of the Blackpool Combat Club, but the Observer Gasp. Newsletter. Hey? Gasp. Gasp. <laughs> uh, but the Observer Newsletter says that Chris Jericho, quote, personally picked him to join the Jericho Appreciation Society. Who, who would you, who for you, who's the better fit there, Utah or Garcia? Well, the the whole thing is, is that they're adding to the Blackpool Combat Club. Like, mm. they're, they're already teased, and that Lee Moriarty is the next member. Okay. Um, and the, the whole, like, promo that formed it was, like, Danielson named, like, um, Wheelie, you said Daniel Garcia and Lee Moriarty as like three guys that they could like kind of train and mold nice. in their own image. And like they, they've kind of like had it where users sort of fallen more under like Mox's learning tree, like he's mm-hmm. adapting a few of Mox's moves, right? Um, so it makes sense for like Danielson to have then trained like a Daniel Garcia, I got you, and then Lee Moriarty can be like trained by Regal and just be fucking. Doing all the nasty ass strikes. Yeah. Um, nice. But yeah, I mean, I, I personally wanted to see Garcia in Blackpool Combat Club. Mm. I think he's doing good, like really good work in this um in the Jericho Appreciation Society. And 
every time he's wrestling Edward Kingston. Um, Eduardo Kingston. Every time he wrestles Edward, it's a good match. Uh, like the match they had on Rampage this week was planning. Mm. Which, uh, which we did have in the news. Uh, the match was cut short and then Meltzer got exposed to being full of shit. <laughs> really? So I had to take it out. Christ. <laughs> yeah, Meltzer said it was cut like they cut like I remember 10 reading minutes. that. They cut like 10, 11 minutes off it, apparently. And then, and then Eddie Kingston was like, no, they didn't. <laughs> we, had, we had a 12 minute match. <laughs> Um, uh, which was still a really fun match. I, my, I believe it was my high from Rampage this week. Nice. Pretty sure it was. But yeah, um, yeah, I mean, Jericho Appreciation Society by design is just literally like, it's kind of Jericho, like with a tongue in cheek sort of yeah. laughing and joking about like, oh, the will be recycled gimmicks. And that's what he's done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd, I'd still rather see Garcia being a murder boy. That's more my jam. It'll happen. Give it time. I hope so. I hope so. But then we don't, We wouldn't also have Daddy Magic and Cool Hand Hands doing all <laughs> their fucking other lords work that they're doing at the moment. <laughs> um, oh, this is me, isn't it? Sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, Wrestling Observer Radio's dear old Davey Meltzer has heard that Kenny Omega most likely won't be back in AEW for in time for Double or Nothing's pay-per-view in late May. That's fine. Give him all the fucking time he needs. Exactly. Let him focus on the game. Did you see see what Kenny said, actually, which was like, it was in character, but it was like, yeah, to be fair, man's got a point, where he was like, I could literally come back in December. I'd still probably win wrestler of the year. Still win wrestler of the year, yeah. And man's got a point. Like the fact that he was having the matches he was having with that laundry list of injuries, it's mm. good to be that he was like working that good. Yeah. Imagine what 100% Kenny Omega is going to be like. He's going to be fucking busting out like match of the year, like it's fucking nothing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was speculation as well, which is more likely. That Kenny's probably going to make some form of an appearance at Forbidden, Forbidden Door. Door. Yeah, I was going to say that when we spoke um, about it earlier. Yeah. Even if he does like the whole like RBD at one night standing where he comes out like on his crutches and he's like, he's like, oh, hi guys. I wish I could be <laughs> wrestling on this, but I'm injured. <laughs> Yay. Like RBD did. And then, yeah. Did RBD like eat a gore as well for his troubles? <laughs> because, you know, no, what? that makes sense, and then they set something up for later down the line. Yeah, and even for Wrestle cross over there. Just have, just have Kenny come out and fucking stare down a card and be like, one more time. Mm-hmm. And everyone loses their shit. That'd be nice. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, Dan Housen made his in-ring return following his broken leg last Sunday at Glory Pro Wrestling in St. Louis, Missouri. He teamed with Dan the Dad to defeat the team of Davey Vega and Matt Fichette. Yeah, Love uh, team of Grindhouse, formerly known as Besties in the World, for anyone who's wondering. Um, okay. the Glory Pro actually put that entire show free on YouTube. Um, but then they also uploaded the Danhausen and Dan the Dad match separately. Right. Um, which I've, I've watched and Danhausen looks like he has not missed a step. Sway. He didn't do a whole lot of stuff. He was there was a lot of like chicanery around. But obviously, in wrestling, I think AW wanted to kind of like make sure he stays fit for absolutely his impending doom with Hook. 
on <laughs> oh shit oh god um I'm not in danger um but yeah uh it's good to see Dan Housen back yeah I'm like so happy that he's back wrestling again because I was worried when he broke his leg that we were gonna be waiting quite some time mm. yeah um Good and news. it was a fun match as well. Go go check it out and yeah. go check Glory Pro Wrestling out because they're friends with our friend Warhorse. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> he, he also was he also was furious that he missed that show. Uh, <laughs> which yeah, good for good for uh, good for Glory Pro to get that little uh, Dan Housen's first match back. Absolutely. Um, moving on, uh, while speaking with What Culture Wrestling. Uh, Swerve spoke about uh, Hit Row getting released by WWE last year he said it was the paradigm shift of where the company was going now they want young talent 20 to 25 years old we don't fit that how do you not have anything for Hit Row mental like Swerve Swerve in particular but Hit Row is like a as like a unit with fucking awesome the presentation was so different so unique Mm -hmm. and like even Swear was saying, like he was like breaking boundaries and like pushing doors down just to like do like stuff like when they did like the whole um the whole like rap thing on yeah. it, where like he they would like just do just like all all four. Came out and like, did that cipher, didn't they? After he won the North it. American Championship. Yeah, yeah. Um, when he did that, no one's ever done that before. Mm. Um, and even when they got called up and they kind of like. He went from having Swerve as like the leader to having uh, Top Dollar be like the focal point in Swerve and Swerve mm. um, and a shout to the in uh, the tag team. Um, and I was even then I was like, oh god, mm. no, what are we doing here? And then he released Fab and then he released Hit Row like a week later. But didn't uh, they call up Hit Row without her and then they released her? I can't remember. No, they called her up. Ah, and then. Then released her and then binned them off. Uh. And then they released Hit Row a week after that. Shit houses. Um, And I mean, just Swerve in general, he's like legit one of the fucking best in the world, isn't he? Yeah, he's fucking awesome. We did did a watch long that'll be coming out in a few weeks, uh, him against Darby Allen, uh, which is a banger. Um, Also, you asked about who who Kenta can face. Let's get Kenta versus Swerve. Or... Oh yeah, yes, please. Fucking stamp, have them stamping on each other's faces. <laughs> um, should we uh, go to the rest of the world? Then? Yes, mate. Uh, Wyndham Rotunda and his partner Jojo Offerman are engaged as of this past Thursday. In response to a question about why Wyndham uh, hasn't signed for AEW or returned to WWE, Dave Meltzer tweeted: "His asking price is very high." Taylor Rotunda, formerly known as Bo Dallas, said he's far from done with wrestling as possible. Uh, sorry, he's far. Uh, let me start again. He's as far done with wrestling as possible, and that it looks like he's going to get back in the ring in the next two to three months. So, firstly, congratulations on the engagement. Yeah, uh, I've got a few uh, scoops from uh, for the love of wrestling where both these guys were at. Scoops. Um, so, first of all, about Dallas, um, he spent the last like 12 months since he got released uh, establishing side businesses, clever man, smart. Yeah. If, if he struggles to get bookings, at least he's got a side gig to make money. Smart mm-hmm. guy. Um, yeah. However, 
he was very, 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 very active as far as being around um, the uh, talent of Future Shop when, like, they did the wrestling show for Love Wrestling. Mm-hmm. He was sat like he was sat watching it at like sort of at like the side of the stage, but like he was in plain sight. Right. Um, but then every time a talent like would go back, he'd be going and giving them pointers and like giving them advice and having a little chat with them, which was really cool to see. Yeah. Um, and loads of loads of uh, like the talent from Future Shot was tweeting about how cool he was. Wouldn't be surprised if Bo shows up over here for some wrestling dates soon. Okay, um, yeah. I'd like that. He's a good wrestler. I, yeah. I enjoy him. Seemed like a really nice guy as well from uh, all his interactions. Nice. Um, secondly, uh, Wyndham. This comes from um, from Sarah, Big Tasty's fiance. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she, she met Wyndham um, and she heard uh, when, when she was in the queue to meet him, she heard um, someone asking him about I think this is right anyway. She had to, or, or she may have heard someone else. Either way, she told me this, uh, that someone asked them about uh, where he's going to be showing up next. And then he turned around and went, well, apparently my asking price is too high. I don't know what, I don't know much about that though. Um, oh, wow. So he kind of like the bunked what Meltzer was saying, which. Okay. Uh, but that being said, it is quite surprising he's not shown up in AW because he was like mm. one that I think they would have like, Beat his hand off, especially because Tony's mates with Bray. Yeah, yeah. Um, although when he when he does show up, fuck me, like that's gonna be a big ass moment, isn't it? Yeah, man. And as he goes back to like his whole like cult leader thing, like is the original gimmick, like with the the he started season something new, hasn't he? Yeah, did I did you see what that. he's tweeting? Like the pictures, which were kind of like Gaggard esque. Yeah, 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 yeah. A bit more robotic fiend. Which I'm down for. Down for anything he does. He's creative I mean, genius. He looked in fucking amazing shape. Did he? I saw some of the uh, pictures. Yeah. He looked, yeah, looked good. He, Aaron there got to meet him and he was like, yeah, Bray was fucking jacked. I was like, okay. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, as did, to be honest, someone else I thought looked um, um, amazing. Was uh, Eric Redbeard? He looked in fucking awesome shape. Yeah, yeah, man. looked looked like he'd uh, trimmed up. He was jacked. Nice. Um, yeah, but in interesting to see. I'd be very intrigued as to where these two end up. I'm excited to see. I, I think I think Bo's probably going to be more like on the Indies, isn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. For for like, not not to say he's not good enough for like. A bigger company. I just think he's going to be more like kind of like working on reestablishing yeah. himself because I don't he's took a long yeah. time. Oh, mm-hmm. I think Impact would be a good fit for him. Yeah, or MLW was the one I was thinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Or even NWA. NWA would be that's true. A good that's fit true. for him. Yeah, but I, I think he's I, for some reason I think he's going to probably because he's never done like the Indies because he's always mm. he was a product of the performance center. Yeah, yeah. That, Signed when he was 19. Well, like 17, even. Either way, he was young when he was signed. Hmm. Um, I think he's going to want to kind of be able to experience what outside of WWE does. As, yeah. as a lot of guys from the perform, like who 
literally our products of the WWE system do tend mm-hmm. to do they'll they'll go and do the indies for a bit first to just kind of like get a flavour for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um but I'm I'm intrigued as to where either of these guys go. Absolutely. Obviously more particularly Wyndham, but yeah. Taylor seems like good people. Let's see what let's see him do well. Yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, Fightful Select gave some insight into the wrestling code. Um, obviously the game that's coming out at mm-hmm. some point, um, which has got a fucking humongous roster. Yeah. Um, in 2020, Impact pulled all of their contracted talent from the game. Uh, Fightful learned a little bit more about that, and we're told that Virtual Basement had meetings with Impact Wrestling, where there were pitches for the developers to work on the first new Impact Wrestling game in over a decade. However, um, they learned that Impact's uh, parent company, Anthem Entertainment, nixed Impact Wrestling stars appearing in Virtual Basement's independent game, but wanted the two sides to work together on an Impact game. This would have required the wrestling code to be put on hold, and Virtual Basement would have also funded the game. Obviously, this didn't end up happening, as now Impact, as now Impact has no plans to release a video game, and there is no release date scheduled for the wrestling code. However, they have announced since that Marco Stunt has been added to the game this weekend. I've- only seen a couple of little clips and stills from it, but it, it looks ridiculously good. Yeah, like detail I remember, wise, it looks unreal. I remember following it when they started like announcing some of the bigger names. Mm. Uh, I mean, the, the roster is fucking humongous. Yeah, and it's just the one like, where they released that little clip of Scott Steiner a couple of weeks ago, and they were showing like the yeah. definition in the arms and the the chest and everything, yeah, the they, fucking the veins and the sweat. Yeah, so they built the. Uh, they built the engine from scratch, which is why it's taken so long. Um, and like they had um, like they they keep releasing like sort of wrestler like model reveal things because they've mm. already announced like they, they announced the roster as and when people like join yeah. to the point where they've already announced like the first two DLC packs as well, which makes me think the game probably coming out sooner rather than later if they've already yeah. planned the DLC. Yeah. Um like they released a promo video where it was like Enzo cutting a promo, and they sh- it, they, that was to show like the sort of what like characters talking was going to be like and what the light the lighting was going to be like. Um, then a, a thing that really intrigued me was the the, the Muhammad Hassan um, video thing where it was like it was like a vignette of mm. him talking about and like cutting a really good promo as well. Uh, and then showing them like doing moves but that was designed to show which again this is what really intrigues me the weather system in the game okay so like he's he's in the ring in a desert there's like sand like a sandstorm blowing around the ring there's all like thunder and lightning and then it starts raining and it was just again if they're going to be doing outdoor venues Mm. and weather system that's really fucking cool yeah it's different yeah um and then they did the Steiner one, which was showing, like, as you say, like the kind of like the definition, the definition and the sweat feature mm. and shit like that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm intrigued to see what they do with it. Yeah. Um, there's quite a great deal of talent in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well. uh, a lot of like ECW legends as well in it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, should nice. be good. Uh, moving on. Uh, sticking with some Impact-related news, Fightful Select has learned that according to internal schedules, Impact Slammiversary and the set of tapings are scheduled to play, take place on June the 19th and 20th in Nashville. Yeah. That's, Not that's bad. That. 
yeah, uh, that that come off the back of um, they did their rebellion show where Josh Alexander finally won the uh, yeah Impact title, and they're not they didn't like do a fucking swear, bro, and mm. take the belt off and shit bag it within like a minute of him winning it. Yeah, um, which fair enough. They had like the long term storyline to do that. Um, let's hope they actually like give him the run he deserves now because yeah, fuck me. <laughs> If there's anyone who deserves that run, it's him. Um, yeah. Also, some sad news, and I after the after impact last night, I'm not sure if this is like an actual like thing or if it's a, if it's like a work. Uh, the inspiration of stepping away from competition. Cassie Lee and Jesse McKay released a um, like press statement announcing that they will be stepping away from in ring action indefinitely and are looking forward to the next chapter of their career. I mean, I, I was saying this on the Discord the other day. They do, they've got their podcast, haven't they? Which they started up almost immediately after they went from WWE. And they got offered, like, they got offered a lot of um, deals to kind of, like, put that on, like, various podcast mm-hmm. networks. Well, maybe they've been offered, like, a big money thing, but it would require their full attention as opposed to... Part-time. Partly yeah. do that and partly wrestling. You know? Yeah. It's a shame, man, because they're, they're fucking awesome as a tag team. Really, really entertaining. Um, I think we said when they left WWE, they'd be a great fit in Impact, and they were, and they, they've had a really good run there. Um, it's a shame to see them step away, but as you say, that the podcasting kind of is, is taking off for them. Um, I've not listened to it, but I'm told it's pretty good. So, yeah, it makes sense, I suppose. Unless the one or two, it's just the, those two, like, being those two. Yeah, which is fine. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fun. Uh, moving on, PWG were forced to make some changes to the card for uh, delivering the goods due to AW pulling Top Flight, Wheeler Utah, and JD Drake for their dark tapings on the same day. Um, that event featured uh, Jack Cartwheel uh, versus Shane Haste. Aramis well, features because it's happening. Features, sorry, rather. Yeah. Uh, Jack Cartwheel versus Shane Haste. Uh, Aramis versus Konosuke Tashita. Uh, Kevin Blackwood versus Jonathan Gresham, the Briscoes versus Aussie Open, uh, which is the team of Mark Davis and Carl Fletcher, Blake Christian uh, Blake, uh, against Black Taurus, Biff Busick versus Speedball Mike Bailey, yes please, uh, PW Championship Bandido versus the 2022 Bowler winner Daniel Garcia, uh, Black Label Pro should uh, sorry Black Label Pro also had to make changes to their lineup with Lee Moriarty, Sky Blue, and Jake Something all getting pulled. What's so first off, um, just to kind of like some some of the replacements that I mean, the Briscoes replacing top flights of face Aussie Open, arguably getting a bigger dream match than the initial one, which yeah, would still have been nice. Yeah. Um, and uh, Takashita replaced um, Wheelie Utah Wheelie against Aramis and um, Shane Haste, formerly uh, Slapjack. Uh, oh right, right. Okay. Um, JD Drake against Jack Cartwheel. Um, so they should be all fun. Yeah, man. That that card's still banging in it. To be Always. honest. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin Blackwood versus Jonathan Gresham just sneaking in there. <laughs> that that'll be a little fucking bit of a fun match. Uh, the other thing which really intrigued me is them pulling. Um, so the the Black Label show, Jake something being pulled as well. Because he's not signed to AEW. No. Yet. yet. <laughs> but 
he's also um obviously his partner's Ruby Soho. Um right. and he's very good friends with um all Egon Ethan Page and all all ego Ethan Page even All Egon. <laughs> all Egon Sprangler. <laughs> all Ethan Egon Page. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Dan Housen as well. Ah right, okay. And he does like the fat food day stuff with them. Um and he just seems generally well liked yeah. amongst everybody. He seems like a very nice fella. Um, and as you saw on the collective, he's a very good wrestler. Aye, he is very much so. But yeah, hope maybe that means he's getting a trial. Uh, he'd be someone I'd love to see like doing some stuff with Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Um, moving on, dear old Davey Meltzer says Kota Ibushi is about 70-80% ready to return to the ring and hope the hope is he'll be back in time for the G1 climax in July. Yes, please. So he's not getting his head kicked in at, uh, by Brian Danielson at Forbidden Door. <laughs> we'll see. Yes. I mean, this comes from, from Dave Meltzer, doesn't it? And, and he's already bullshitted and been found out in a couple of things that we've mentioned on this. So mm. he's got a, he's got about a 50% success rate. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe 70-80% success rate just to keep with the story <laughs> <laughs> yeah hopefully um, I fucking love Kota Ibushi so sooner the better uh, we'll stick with the last couple of little bits um, of the rest of the world news and we'll stick with New Japan for this one uh, they've announced that Will Ospreay and Tatsumi Fujinami have tested positive for COVID-19 and will miss New Japan's wrestling Dontaku on May the 1st. Osprey was set to square off with Hiroshi Tanahashi for the vacant IWGP United States Championship. He'll be replaced by Tomohiro Ishii in the bout. Fujinami was also scheduled to team with Shingo Takagi and Bushi to battle Zack Sabre Jr., Takamichinuku and Taichi. Uh, he will be replaced by a mystery partner. Care to speculate who you think that could be? Yoshihiko. Yeah? No, <laughs> not oh, the block, okay. well, mate. Uh, <laughs> um... Oh, shit. Yes, of course. Sorry. <laughs> I've just got that. <laughs> oh, um... God. <laughs> I'm not sure. I honestly don't know. Um, okay. I mean, I don't know what Hiromu is doing that day. Mm. But if put Fujinami in there, it would ind- indicate that Hiromu already doing something else. Okay. Uh, pass. There, it could be anyone. Could be a young lion. They just brought Shuzaru Umino back, which would be nice to see him. But then he's he's basically like Mox's or um, Mox's version of Yuta in New Japan. Right. He's, he's his little murder boy that he comes out and fucking does murders on people. Um, <laughs> he's even called himself the Death Rider now as well. Wow. Um. Yeah, because you know, Mox is the death rider, so she so she's I mean, dreaming. I was I've been reading Mox's book, I've got it up there, and the whole death rider thing I think came from the back of it just being on like a leather jacket that he or someone else had on, and they yeah. just introduced him as that. Pretty cool. Yeah. Also is New Japan music absolutely fucks. Yeah. Best Mox music. Where it's just like a fucking dirty guitar solo. <laughs> Sounds like something Slash would be fucking playing while he's smoking about 10 cigarettes. <laughs> um, All at once. <laughs> while, do, while drinking just one whiskey. Just one. Because, um, you know, he's guitar. <laughs> uh, just just do, does in a whiskey as he's like finger, uh, 
thingy in. Hammer on, that's it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's sidetrack. Okay, like, now. Like, <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on, some final news. So this is very nice. Uh, Japanese promotions are coming together for Shinjiro Otani, who obviously suffered that horrible neck injury earlier in the month. Mm-hmm. They'd undergo successful surgery for a cervical neck injury. They didn't specify what it was. Um, Zero One announced an event on June the 4th at the Ota City General Gymnasium. Multiple promotions, including New Japan and Pro Wrestling Noah, are listed as cooperating in the event. Uh, proceeds minus miscellaneous expenses from sales will go to Shinjiro Watani and his family. That's lovely. That's a nice one to end on. Yeah. Really good. Obviously, he's like a wrestling legend. Mm. Um, Suffered that awful injury, um, and we wish him a speedy recovery. Absolutely. Um, And yeah, it's good to see that they're all kind of like banding together to help him out. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Lovely stuff. That wraps Mm. up a, a chonky week of news a big old episode there uh, we hope you enjoy it as always uh, we thank you for listening if you don't already please do spare a moment drop us a follow on our social media outlets facebook youtube and instagram at untitled wrestling podcast and also on twitter twitch and discord at untitled rest pod also go listen to our interviews with warhorse and axel tisha yep yep they are available where all good podcasts are available uh, where you may well be listening to this one so yeah feel free to check them out um, both great interviews, both lovely, lovely gentlemen uh, and some really good conversation on those. So yeah, give them a check out uh, and anything else that we output on the, on streaming services. Uh, yeah, we'll catch you next week, guys. All the best. Bye. Bye. Hello, yes, Danhausen here. Danhausen has been summoned. You must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing. <laughs>